program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as we uh, meet people day to day, you know, sometimes we'll see those who are just gripped by fear and uh, it is often hard to uh, understand uh, to consider how to uh, respond, how to react to them, and how to how to just deal with that. Could you help us? Mm. I'm thinking about someone right now who is very, very fear-based. So um, that that's a great question. Uh, you know, those who are fearful, they need a friend. Uh, th- those who are, are timid, they, they, they need a teammate. Um, those who, who are caught up... Uh, and worry, need someone wise. And so God can use you as you, you think, of, okay, what, what do I do to help someone? Uh, the Bible says there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. In other words, we, we see scripture that encourages us to um, not try to navigate life all by ourselves. Um, I'd say, first of all, if we look at do's and don'ts, don't become impatient when you don't understand the other person's fear. Uh, do understand that what fearful people uh, uh, are feeling is is real uh, for them. And we see the, the point, whoever is patient has great understanding, uh, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly so we must and in, in, in the book of proverbs that's the book on wisdom be aware that when people are going through a hard time uh especially feeling fearful uh we need to be patient and listen carefully uh and don't, don't think that a person who is fearful is is acting fearful for attention. Uh, Fearful people are typically embarrassed and they want to change. Uh, Don't be critical or use especially like uh, demeaning uh, put-downs, demeaning statements. Uh, Be gentle, supportive, and let your aim be to build up the other person's confidence. By the way, I have a favorite scripture. I think it is going to be in my top ten. I don't technically have a top ten, but First Thessalonians 5.11. Encourage one another and build each other up. It does not say discourage one another and tear each other no. down. Uh, they, they really need encouragement. Um, and by the way, don't don't assume that you immediately know what's best, but ask how how can I help? Um, we are to be encouragers. Um, uh, in First Thessalonians five fourteen, it says, "Encourage the disheartened, help the patient, uh, help help the weak, be patient with everyone." Uh, don't make the fearful person 
face a threatening situation without advanced planning. Sometimes it can be a person who blows up. Um, I've had that in my own experience and I had to figure out what do I do because at one time the uh, anger was a trigger for me based on the past of what had happened. So I, I would say talk through a threatening situation. Uh, give uh, in, instruction. Help help them understand how to talk or what to do if someone is threatening. And that may mean literally to say, I'm not going to be in this conversation anymore and walk out. Just say, uh, because there are times when it's not healthy uh, to just stay in a threatening situation. Um, in fact, uh, I think it's sometimes best D don't make uh, a fearful person face the situation alone. Uh, that you can you you can say, "I will be there," or have someone who's wise to be there uh, and assure that person is is receiving support. This is where Scripture says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. So realize that you can be called by God to be personally involved. And um, I, I think uh, the last I'll mention is uh, don't, uh, don't constantly ask, well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Just help the person see the value of, of having that other person's interests at heart. Uh, we're told that each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. That's Philippians 2, verse 4. In other words, let them know that you... Are, are for them, that you will be supportive no matter what. Uh, and, and then check back with them. Talk to me about how that time went. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Just give a call to our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources, ones that will help you out the most. And again, their number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800 488 Four six seven three. You know, with Thanksgiving approaching, uh, if you would uh, want to express your thanks to the Lord for the ministry of Hope in the Night and and Hope for the Heart as a as the ministry, uh, we would like to uh, let you know about this. Just a way to celebrate June's legacy of biblical hope and practical help. And as our gift to you for your donation of any amount, you can receive uh, free MP3 downloads of June's audio teaching, "Forgiveness: The Freedom to Let Go." It's over five hours of teaching, and again, for any amount, uh, and you can just go to hopefortheheart.org slash donate and uh, find a way there to give once, to give monthly, and uh, and uh, like I said, any amount. So your support helps people around the world access God's Word and apply it to their life through our biblical resources, and we thank you for your gift. Well, uh, let's get to tonight's caller, and this evening we welcome to the program Sandy. Welcome, Sandy. How can we help you? Hi, um, I'm Colleen, uh, struggling with fear mm. for a long, long time and wishing it would be gone. And uh, I have come a long way. I uh, wouldn't leave my home before, and I'm not that bad anymore, but still I battle it every day as a Christian, as a believer. Wow, so you struggled with agoraphobia. So many fears, yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, yep. uh, okay, so um, when was the first time that you knew? I mean, there, there's there's a fear of if you, somebody's playing a trick on you, like my brother, who would hide behind a door and then all of a sudden pop out and go, boo. Okay, that is normal fear. Mm-hmm. When we're surprised, we don't expect it, and it's like, I mean, God gave us the capacity to have fear, and there's a reason why we have it. But I'm, I know that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about something that is excessive. 
beyond the norm. Very. So, so help me know, um, how old were you when this kind of fear took hold of you? Oh, I started feeling fear since I was, man, 10, since yeah. I can remember, 8, mm. maybe, mm. Okay. a long time. Wow. And what was that fear related to? Um, I don't know. There was so much going on in the home. I guess it was fear of um, just no no normalcy, no... Um, mm. I, I don't know. I can't. I just like. Uh, I just felt afraid of everything, you know. Just everything, you know. My dad would hit my mom, you know, and mm. things were going on in the home that were, you know, like yelling and control. You know, I couldn't speak, or you know, it was. Uh, it was a home where uh, you just didn't speak unless you're asked a question or. You know, uh, hmm. and being a woman, too, because I'm female, you know, the man was the one that could speak or do whatever, but not me. I just had to obey and listen and be quiet. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so it's like from early on, it's like you were afraid of everything, but what that means is there was no... When you said no normalcy, that is a great way to say it. Mm -hmm. It's like if it's like life is unpredictable. You yeah. don't know... I, I, would watch, I would watch TV and watch like... Like um, Make Room for Daddy or Father's Knows Best mm -hmm. or something like that. And then yet in my house, it was not like that. And I couldn't understand the difference. Mm. It, <laughs> there was total opposites is what it was. It right, was, wasn't right. anything like father knows best. Um, obviously, fa your father did not know best because you had a no. nurturing, on, on, on the television you see a nurturing dad, but instead your dad was violent. Mm. So but I had to be perfect. <laughs> and uh, and how successful were you at being perfect? Not good at all. Oh, nobody's perfect. The only person who was ever perfect was Jesus Christ himself when he was here on earth. But you're saying the expectation toward you was that you had to be perfect, and yes. yet that's unattainable. Um, um, this is so helpful for you to describe. So, so I understand you said between eight and ten. That's kind of when this excessive fear started. So, can you remember a scenario, or the earliest scenario, where? You had this huge fear. Um, I want to say that um, watching, I guess, people die or things that uh, that were happening around me, and people were just dying. And I mean, it was so chaotic. It was just 
life growing up was just so chaotic. It mm-hmm. was always anger, always uh, physical abuse, always a sexual abuse, always mm-hmm. uh, where we lived, you know, uh, it was uh, gangs. So, you know, like gunfire and, you know, stuff like that and knowing people were dying, you know, it was just, you know, I was always afraid to go out of my house or, you know, I always felt like I had to duck or hide or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just, yeah. I don't know, just constant fear everywhere. So when you said people were dying, it wasn't they died of natural causes or or cancer. It You're talking about due to violent acts. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Whoa. Well, that's, uh, that is absolutely extreme. Mm. So, what happened to you when you were a teenager? What was that like for you? Um, just trying to escape my home for the abuse, so I ran away a lot, you know. Um, there was a lot of sexual abuse and uh, verbal abuse, physical abuse, so I ran away a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, lived in the streets, you know, slept in cars and, you know, but then out there it was still scary. You know, I was, I felt like I was always hiding, mm. but at the same time trying to hide it, let not let no one know, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been shot at, you know, and so... Mm. You know, just running and trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And, and I still was have there dreams a- of that sometimes? You yeah. know, like yeah. trying to run and escape. You know. Mm-hmm. So, were you encountering gangs yourself? Yes. Were you in a gang? Yes. And obviously, typically, when there's a gang, there's not just your gang, there is an opposing gang. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So your life at times could have been on the line because of that. Yes. Did you join the gang for a place of safety, like a sense of family? Yes. Did you have a choice about being in the gang? Uh, Well, I think that now, in hindsight, I would say yes, but at that time, I didn't feel like it. I right. lived in there in the area, so I had to, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yep. There are for many protection and safety sure. at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just kind of want to take you now and cuddle you, and <laughs> and protect you, and yet I know. As much as I desire that, the Lord is the one who can literally be the healer for you, and yet that doesn't remit that doesn't mean your memories are gone. Um, please know how i I hurt for you to have to even grow up experiencing that. Where was your mom in all this? She was there. She was there, but she was also, I mean, she was a woman. She was also obedient, 
you know, and and uh, just uh, I didn't feel like she was a protector in any way because she couldn't even protect herself. Mm-hmm. You know, so not even protect me. Mm. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know that. They they don't. They're not aware. Um, yeah. I've had multiple conversations. Um, I'm going to be very candid with you with my. Well, with I'll say relatives. It's like, mm-hmm. why didn't Mother protect us? And I would say she she didn't know how. You know, it's it's like blaming her when she's stripped of her capacity, even not knowing how to do this at all. I mean, I I and unfortunately, well, let me just ask: Have you had anger toward your mom? Because she didn't protect you? Um, I did at first, but, you know, for a while. But God helped me through that. I worked through that process. And I understand now that um, she did the best she could with what she knew at the time, you know. And so she did the best that she could. However, you know, the things she did still, you know, they hurt. You know, mm-hmm. and I, so I do think about him. You know, sometimes. You know. Well, I'm I'm very impressed with what you've just said. Um, yeah. The normal, the norm is, anger goes for the non-offending parent, right. because the assumption is, mom will come and be the mama bear and rescue us. But yeah. it, but you know, you had a mom. I had a mom who didn't know how to protect. It wouldn't be that, like I know with my mom's situation, it's not like she didn't care. It grieved her, but she felt powerless, absolutely powerless. Yes, I agree. So I am so proud of you, Sandy, for understanding that. Because, you know, if she had the power to change the situation, um... I'm imagining, like my mother, my mother would have changed it, but my mother felt totally powerless. And it's so wise of you to understand the difference. When somebody truly feels powerless, even though they may not be, but they feel it, it's as though that is the only choice they have. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Maybe you're going through something, you'd like some uh, some insight on that. Uh, we'd like to help you to get some resources into your hands that'll help you with that. Or as uh, someone else, maybe you're, you're uh, talking with someone who is struggling with a particular situation in their life. You can help them with some of the materials from Hope for the Heart, and uh, we'd like to uh, recommend some things for you. I do want to let you know about the keys for living tonight called Fear No Longer Afraid, and you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE to get in touch with that resource. Just order directly from customer support. Again, it's 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. For more resources, you might want to go to the website, hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you can find new updated keys for living that they just provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics, such as stress, anxiety, abuse, marriage, parenting, so many more topics, uh, over 40 in the new store and uh, more being added monthly. Also, you'll find our video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope, and that has been such a helpful tool for pastors and churches looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church. And also, you'll find a special area called June's Place. That's where you'll find June's uh, book uh, resources there, music CDs as well. Now let's get back to our caller, Sandy. Well, Sandy, I so... um I so want you to be on the road to healing without even finishing near the end of our, pro- our, our talk together in our program. I'm going to be, I'm just letting let you know, I'm going to send you uh, something I've written called Fear, No Longer Afraid. It has definitions, characteristics, causes, solutions. And it is packed with practical steps. What do you do when you have fear? What do you do when you have, have you had panic attacks? Many. 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 Okay. That doesn't surprise you. That doesn't surprise me 
that you have experienced either anxiety attacks or panic attacks. And many people don't quite understand why, what, what, what's happening here. And that could be helpful for us to talk about. But just to let you know, you're going to be receiving as a gift from our ministry um, this uh, very, very helpful um, resource. These are keys for living. Uh, keys unlock doors. And keys are needed in our lives, sometimes even to lock um, dangerous people out. So uh, we present some specifics that will help you, and it'll be very truth-based and with biblical support all the way through. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, when you talked about the early years of of having fear, um, it's just like, it's almost like when, you didn't say this, but it's like, when did I not have it? Because your whole environment was threatening. You talk about insecure. And by the way, everybody's created with three inner needs for love, significance, and security. And many times we get off and do start doing things that are wrong and it's like it's not like trying to think, oh, what can I do that's wrong? But we're trying to get a legitimate need met, like for love or significance or security. But we just do it in, in, in an illegitimate way. But you, my friend, I don't hear any security that you had growing up. And... I'm gathering that that's been a struggle for you for most of your life. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. How old are you now, sweetheart? 62. Okay. All right. You know about two-thirds of your life. Well, we're going to work on that last third and see what we can do to change the trajectory. Now, um, help me know. What now are the biggest concerns you have? Because your initial words to me was, I, you know, you've been struggling with fear. And then you said, it's like, well, it's kind of like at least I can go out of the house now. And I went, aha, that's a phobia. You're talking about agoraphobia. And it's fear of leaving well, it's called fear of the marketplace, but it's it's a ch huge challenge to even get out of the home and to feel safe. But listening to your story, you you grew up not feeling safe, so this does not surprise me. But you said there's something. It's beyond that because it's it's like so. Help me understand. What are you dealing with now? Right now, the there's. I believe it all stems to fear of death. But what, like I'm claustrophobic, very bad claustrophobic, mm. and um, I also struggle with uh, eating and eating disorder. It's like I feel like uh, I'm afraid to eat. I'm afraid that like when I eat. I 
And then I don't, I feel like strange and I feel, okay, maybe that was bad for me. I shouldn't have eaten that. That's toxic, you know, and I literally feel like it's toxic. Anything that comes in my body, I feel is toxic. I struggle with it. Mm. Every time after I eat, I literally have anxiety. Sometimes it turns to a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So you become fearful that the food is toxic. Mm-hmm. Can you unpack yes. that? When did that... Why Why food? Did somebody plant something into your mind about something being bad for you that would normally not be attributed to being bad because the food is intended to be good? Help me understand, where does this come from? Well, I was, I've always had, like I said, an eating disorder, even being young. You know, I was always very thin because I wouldn't eat. And um, I kind of felt like that was the only thing I could control mm-hmm. because I was forced to, like, eat. I was forced to, everything that I had to do, I felt like I was pushed and forced to do. I was controlled. Every aspect of my life, I was controlled. Mm. I, I couldn't do anything I wanted to do or I liked to do or it was always it had to be what somebody else wanted or or you know that so I I wouldn't eat you know I just I, mm-hmm. I if I would unless I was hungry I wouldn't eat and then when I got to a certain age I realized that if I ate like cupcakes or something that tasted good it would give me a sugar rush and then I'd be okay but I wouldn't eat healthy food. So now that I'm older and I'm trying to eat healthy, mm-hmm. you know, for my health-wise, um, I, I, I struggle with that. It's like mentally it's like I just, my thoughts right away go to, oh, no, you know, that's, you know, that's it's going to hurt me. I won't take no vitamins, no supplements, no nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Why, why won't trans- you do that? Help me understand. Why won't you take I, supplements of some kind? I had a blood transfusion uh, quite a few years ago because of the anemia, because I don't eat or whatever, and uh, I had a bad reaction to it and became permanently disabled, can't work no more, can't, you know, it just totally changed my life. You're saying you know, taking I, the... Vitamins and supplements. You yeah, have... I feel like they're toxic. I feel like were you I'm told that have the side effects, like I'm going to be sick, like I'm going to die. Were you told that by a medical doctor? No. Okay. No, I I I trusted doctors for many years. I've gone through tests, took their medication or whatever, and. One time almost OD'd, and then this blood transfusion, and did what they wanted to do, and now it's like I feel like I'm finally taking control of my life and saying, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I believe it's toxic, and I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, there's something that you are 100% right about, and many people don't know this. And And let me understand, did you... Were you diagnosed as having uh, or being anorexic or having anorexia? They said yes, it was anorexia, yes. Okay. Because I wouldn't eat. Right, okay. 
And the reason I ask you that question, and I don't think you're going to be surprised at this. I'm going to describe to you our material. We have material on anorexia and bulimia. And guess what the um, subtitle is? Mm. You won't guess it, but I'll tell you, and you'll get it immediately. Anorexia and bulimia, control that is out of control. Mm. Is that not true? Yes, that's exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. See, the issue, and you, but you said it. You could not have said it any better. And, by the way, I, I think we're going to have to do two, we're going to talk about two major things. We need to talk about fear, and we need to talk about anorexia and bulimia, because I care about you. I, I think what happened to you was heartbreaking, and it hurts my heart for you. And so this issue of anorexia and bulimia if you look at the cause, the cause is feeling out of control to the extent that the only thing I can do is decide how long I will keep food in my mouth and when mm-hmm. I want to, I'll get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You understand that perfectly, don't you? Yes. Okay. So, all the more... If you wish, we're going to um, definitely talk for the remainder of our time today, which will, in essence, be like 14 minutes. I'm just telling you how long we'll have. For, but we, we need to deal with fear. But would you like to come back and for us to talk about anorexia so that you really, really have all the knowledge you could at least and and we'll be sending you our material on that also would you like for us to talk more about that yes okay wonderful see what I like about you is you have a teachable spirit I think you're afraid of and you know it's like what can you trust in you have not had trustworthy people in your life you have not had trustworthy situations You certainly couldn't trust a gang, which is part of your protection at one time. But the Lord knows how to be your protector. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you'd like to get some of the resources we talk about here on the program, just get in touch with our customer support team. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can connect you with those resources, whether it's a free online resource or they can order something from you and have it sent to you, have it in your hands pretty soon. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. We're recommending tonight the Keys for Living called Fear, No Longer Afraid. And again, the number is 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about something happening in your life and uh, get some uh, insights, what God's perspective would be on that situation, and you'd like to do that with June on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just give us a call at 800-917. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll return that call to uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-644-4817. Now back to our conversation with Sandy. Well, Sandy, as you've described fear, let me mention that fear is a strong emotional reaction to a perceived imminent danger. It can be real or imagined rational or irrational, normal or abnormal. And yet fear is a natural emotion designed by God. Fearfulness, listen to this, fearfulness is not designed by God. Mm-hmm. But fear is designed as a protective reaction. For example, let's say all of a sudden, you were attacked. Um, All of a sudden, you would have a physical defense system that would kick into action, that would increase adrenaline in your body, that prepares you or propels you into action called fight or flight. And you'll You'll be much stronger at that point in time. Any man or woman, um, any child in this situation, there are certain things that happen. Now, let's say this, this perceived danger actually isn't based on reality. 
the fear triggers, though, this release of adrenaline. And yet, if it has no place to go to propel you to to action, uh, that's when a number of negative things can happen. And that can, for example, there can be the rapid heart beat, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, initially hyperventilation, but then the problem is that reduces healthy carbon dioxide in your blood, and so all of a sudden there's lightheadedness and dizziness and tingling in the extremities and palpitations of the heart, feeling faint, all these things... But candidly, if there was something bad that was about to happen, there would be positive changes. My point is, at times, because of the past, you can be triggered. You can see something that triggers your memory, and even the triggering of... a a horrible situation that you experienced can all of a sudden produce physical symptoms. That's why they're called triggers. Right? Are you tracking me? Yes, yes. And so the, the thing is what you don't want. You don't want to be a prisoner of the past, do you? No. You can't help what happened in the past. Nor can you change the past and what happened. But you can literally allow the Lord to be the protector. The Bible says, cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you. There are all kinds of specifics that we are given in Scripture to handle our fear. Much of it is to change what we're dwelling on. Um, In fact, I think it's vital to understand that there are steps, literally step by step, for you or anyone to do. The Bible says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56.3. Again, when I'm afraid, not that, because some people say, oh, just don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that doesn't help when you are afraid. So it's when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And then what do you do? You put certain steps in place. And we'll briefly talk about those. But or, I've got two ways to go here. You know, I normally don't do this. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, In fact, I'll also send you How to Handle Your Emotions. It's a book on Mm. anger, depression, fear, grief, rejection, and self-worth. So this is a book you're going to get. And so I'm just going to send you something very specific. But since we're going to talk again, I'm going to tell you the story that's written here in this book about a woman Patsy Claremont. Now, you think, well, what qualifies a person to speak uh, 
confidently, fearlessly before audiences of tens of thousands, author of 20 books. How can she offer a lifeline of hope? Her resume includes that uh, she's a high school dropout, teenage runaway. You understand Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Prescription drug addict, fear-based female with multiple debilitating phobias. That's you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Patsy, or was Patsy, and this is her story. But see, God's specialty is helping everyday people, helping them move from fear to faith, from panic to peace. Mm. When Patsy uh, ran away from home, it was all about control. It's interesting that. That's what you were saying earlier. She hated being out of control and wanted to be in control of her life. Well, in this case, she ended up partying into the night, smoking, drinking. Um, She was only five feet tall, but she was determined to go her own way in a big way. Yet she yearned for stability. That's what I want. So soon she became a teenage bride, but instead of being swept away into an impressive castle to live happily ever after, she found herself Mm -hmm. living in a depressing tenement infested with rats. Mm -hmm. After Patsy's husband left for 18 months of military duty, first child was born, experiencing a, 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 a wonder a sense of wonder and and the value of life, she began to realize there had to be a God. And she began attending church and then gave her life to God. But although she uh, felt a change, her everyday existence remained the same. So then Mm -hmm. she began to blame God for her circumstances The control she thought she had relinquished to him resulted in out-of-control behavior. So her emotions swung back and forth, anger, fear, until one day Mm -hmm. she grabbed her son's small chair and threw it at her husband. He caught it before it could hit him. And Patsy was embarrassed and humiliated, overcome by fear, And she experienced her first full-blown panic attack. Mm. These were her words. Oh, how hard that was for me to wake up in the morning, already filled with fear. This ominous thing that I could not touch, but that seemed to surround me on all sides. I would think, I haven't even done anything yet. And it's already hard for me to open my eyes and face yet another day. The dread was consuming my energy. The disorder was obvious in my home, in my mind, in my emotions. So at times the uh, panic attacks were so severe, her husband would take her to the hospital. Mm. She'd take an injection that would calm her. And she said the panic attacks were so frightening that I began to feel like I was allergic to my anger. So I tried to push down the anger. I tried to push down the unresolved anger and the unrelenting guilt. What 
came forth from my life was just unreasonable fear. Mm. Now, I'll tell you what happened to her. Um, she wasn't getting the control she wanted. She she, she was still feeling out of control. Uh, she couldn't even remember the early days of her childhood, which would be signs of trauma, specifically childhood victimization began to surface. And so everything she did just seemed to be spiraling downward. And um, there was a point at which there would be little successes. A friend one day called her with an idea and prefaced it by saying she wanted Patsy to consider what God wanted her to do. Mm. Suddenly, Patsy became responsible to God instead of to her friend. And her friend's idea was for Patsy to go on a weekend retreat. Quote, this is what she said, For someone with agoraphobia, that was a major decision. To leave the safety of home and to make sure I had enough tranquilizers to be in control of the situation. To purposefully put myself in the midst of over 300 women, no, three 3,000 women, just at the thought of hours in a car to reach my destination, frightened me just to go out from my home. Mm. Well, what occurred was this. She began to take truth into her heart. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. She knew she needed to be transformed. There was no question. And the fascinating thing about her story was she, and, 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 and this will be clear, she literally had to face her fear with faith and did so in terms of literally um, getting into an elevator. How could she get into an elevator? She had claustrophobia. You understand this. She couldn't go up. She had agoraphobia. And so there was a point at which it's just, I will do it. I will do it. And I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. I tell you what, I'm just going to be sending you this story that you'll identify with, because it literally is a story of someone with a changed life who's experienced fear no more. We will send our Keys for Living called Fear, No Longer Afraid. Send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.